Is love and light transcendent? Hello, my name is Stephen Russell Lacey. This is the second of a series of six Exploring Spiritual Questions podcasts, asking how we can link ourselves with love and light, one of the great questions of life. In the first podcast, I looked at the sense of awe and wonder as a possible indication of transcendence. Now, I look more closely at what this might mean. Although we want to look after ourselves, we are also interested in the needs of our family, our friends and wider community. Don't we care for what happens to them and want to understand what would be good for them? Yes, we we love to see things work out well. So, seeing people in the light of love means realising their difficulties and how to do something about it. Light thrown on their quandary illuminates your understanding. You're not so much in the dark. You now know how to help them. In other words, we find love and light are at the heart of what is good. This is found in the wise compassion of the carer, the sensible altruism of the community volunteer, the tender affection of the nursing mother, the love of social justice of the idealist. No wonder then, love and light is becoming a popular saying. People will ask for others to send love and light for troubling situations. You might hear others use the phrase as a greeting. Now, Yes, beauty is in the behi- is in the eye of the beholder. Just as beauty is in the eye of the beholder, so does not awareness of transcendence depend on the individual. Not everybody believes that when their deepest feelings are moved that they are connecting with the universal spirit of life. Some may suppose that feeling with love is just an emotion of the heart and seeing in light simply a thought of the head. Or does love and light also exist universally in their own right, inspiring your feelings and your thoughts? Is it from beyond you as well as experience within you? In this transcendent sense of a spirit behind the universe, love and light would create many things, many good things across the world. Support, comfort, well-being. In fact, I would suggest that both are present within all good aspects of human character, such as courage or patience, such as altruism, endurance, wisdom, and in all mature loving relationships. 
Are love and light also not reflected in good and valued craftwork and art? If so, we can perhaps better appreciate ideas about the all of love and light, the infinity of love and light, the power of love and light, the one love and light. Isn't love and light the missing phrase when mystics speak of the all, the infinity, the power, the one. I would suggest it is the universal thing that makes you tick. It is what is ultimately real. Belief in its power can give hope for your own difficulties. Jimi Hendrix once said, when the power of love overcomes the love of power, then the world would know peace. May I suggest that to recognise the universal meaning of spirit, you need to elevate your mind, to go beyond the, the limitations of what is material, to go beyond time and space. For me, then, love and light can be seen as the motivating energy, the creative design behind everything. Now, a loving wisdom has been envisaged and commonly reported in the near-death experience which Raymond Moody studied. He looked at those people who had a close shave with death. Such a person typically reports meeting a supreme being of light. And people with a Christian background often describe this as God or Jesus. And those with other religious backgrounds may use the name Buddha or Allah. But some have even said that it is neither God nor Jesus, but someone very holy, nevertheless. No matter what called, the being is said to radiate total love and understanding, so much so that most people want to be with this. So much so that most people want to be with this being forever. They sense a light at the end of the tunnel in which they can place their hope. In the books of the spiritual philosopher Emanuel Swedenborg, Love and light are called divine love and divine wisdom. These are two sides of the same coin, so to speak. The goodness of love needs wisdom for guidance, and the truth of wisdom needs love for its energy. So, if so, good feelings without wisdom can descend into mere sentimentality, and true ideas without love become heartless, cold and judgmental. One way to envisage the way both go together, I think, is the heat and light that radiate together from the sun. They come from the sun and shine in the world. To be useful for plant growth, both heat and light are needed. Likewise, I would suggest we each need to receive love and wisdom within our soul from our spiritual source. This inner goodness is both within us and from beyond us. Now, Swedenborg had lots and lots of 
visions. He was quite a mystic. For the last 27 years of his life, he said he could see what no one else could see. One day he had a vision of what he saw as love and wisdom. <clears throat> he said that recently dead people are conscious and walking about in what he calls the spiritual world. So he saw them first turn towards the east, where they saw the sun shining in its strength. He heard them asking about that sun, whether it was the same sun which they had seen when they had been alive in the physical universe, since it had the same height above them and the same size, was similarly red and fiery and yellow, and he gave forth heat and light in the same way. They asked about that sun, whether it was the same sun which they had seen when they had been alive in the physical universe, since it had the same height above them and the same size, similar colour and was fiery, and gave forth heat and light in the same way. He heard them being told that this sun was not the sun of the natural world, it was the sun of the spiritual world. This sun's essence was said to be of pure love, and according to Swedenborg's account, the Lord was seen in the middle of it. The Lord God he was referring to. Swedenborg wrote within a Christian framework, so the divine for him was expressed in those terms. Furthermore, he heard it being said that by means of the light and heat which it gives off, the divine has universal presence, is all-knowing and all-powerful in both the natural and spiritual worlds. In the third podcast in this series, I will be asking whether contemplation helps us link with transcendence.